1: Welcome to the Puberty Prof Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Lori Reichel, the Puberty Prof. Today's episode is going to be very specific on a communication skill that I call either an I feel statement or an I statement. And to help talk about this, I invited Jen Mead back. Jen, was the Teacher of the Year for 2022 in the state of New York. And she is a superstar in how to teach skill development to young people. So thank you so much for being back here today, Jen. Would you like to say hi to our audience?
2: Hi, everyone. Thanks, Lori, for for having me and for giving us the opportunity to talk about these important skills.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And thanks again for being here. Would you remind us about your background?
2: Sure thing. So I currently teach seventh grade health and I'm a parent of a seventh grader and a fifth grader, um, which is an education in and of itself. And I um, got my start with skills-based education pretty early in my career and was lucky to have a really ideal situation. Um, and I know most health educators don't. So after uh, graduating from college and kind of having the luxury setup of a supportive administration and great professional development and great teaching partners, I started sharing some of my lessons at conferences and things like that and um, ended up creating Health at School to provide additional professional development and lessons to health educators who wanted to make the switch to skills-based health.
1: And I will make sure that your link is in today's description, so if people want to find out more about that, I'll make sure they can find it. Thanks. As I said, Jen was on a previous episode in which we were talking about effective communication or healthy communication skills, which is really about assertiveness. So, and we talked about how to have assertive body language. So we're facing the person, we're not on our phone. We, are looking present, um, to make sure that our tone or the way we say our words match the message to our message or the, the what we're trying to express, and then to ensure that we're using words that would be understandable and that just align up to what we're trying to express to another person. And today we're going to go more specific and talk about I feel or I statements. And I know for me as an educator, I have taught, I feel statements in, and it's four different parts. And I teach this because for people to practice, I I teach it and then they practice it. I model it and they practice it so they can understand that part of being assertive is starting with the word I, instead of saying the word you, like it's your fault. You did this. It's more like, I think this, or I feel this. So what is your philosophy on that,
2: Jen? I teach my students very similarly. Um, And again, I really like to teach by giving practical examples. So I have students who are actually doing challenges to learn about puberty. And while they're working, I'm kind of recording the things they're saying with each other. So they might have to agree, for example, on a multiple choice question. And as they're debating the answer to the question, you know, one student might say, I really think it's C. And then another student says, no, you're wrong. That's B, you know. And so after we go through the activity, I try and process with it, uh, it with them and show them some of the things that were were said. So when I say I think it's C, I'm being assertive. I'm saying what I what I think. If I if someone responds to that with you're wrong, it's very easy for me to immediately get defensive and kind of turn off my <laughs> listening skills and start thinking about how I'm going to defend my choice. Whereas if the person who thinks it's B says I think it's B because and kind of states their case it's much easier for me to listen to that and try and actually hear the whole message to respond so I talk to students about starting with I in order to create an environment where people want to listen and collaborate versus when you start with you people often get defensive and get in it gets feels like an attack mode I also encourage my students to avoid the word but um, because it tends to negate whatever came before it. Uh, I understand you think the answer is C, but I think it's B. So okay. I just teach them to take that word "but" out, and also to avoid words like "always" or "never" when they're saying those things. So even if I'm if I'm talking to my parent, and I really want more independence, and I I'm saying, "You never let me do anything." Mm-hmm. It's not really an honest statement. So I've used the word you, which makes my parent want to defend their stance. And I've used the word never, which is not really true. And so I've set up a situation where it becomes much harder to communicate rather than saying, you know, I really want to be able to spend more time with my friends. Great points. Great points.
1: Well, if we go to what an I feel statement is, When I teach it in the classroom, I break it down into four parts. Certainly for younger people, it would be maybe one or two parts, depending upon what grade level. I teach I statements slash I feel statements because one thing I've noted with young people is sometimes they need to understand how they're feeling. And because of that feeling, they want to express something to someone. So... What's really wild is for an I feel statement, the first word that you would have to put in there is a feeling word. So it starts with, I feel blank. Again, an I feel statement, a full one, potentially would have four different blanks that would be filled in. But the first part of it is an I feel statement just with a feeling word. And so that feeling, if I say, I feel blank, I feel angry, I feel mad. What's amazing to me is that some students struggle with that because sometimes as soon as they are thinking, well, I feel that, and they say the word that, and then they don't tell me a feeling word. And something that we know in the research is that if we want young people to understand how to resolve conflict, either with somebody else or within themselves is to note how they're feeling. And sometimes young people don't know what they're feeling. Do you have the same experience?
2: Yeah, I think there's two parts of that. Sometimes we don't have the word to describe the feeling that we're having. You mm-hmm. know, so I'm I'm mad, but I'm not angry and I'm having a hard time coming up with what word is going to describe that feeling. Um, so our our vocabulary plays a role there, which is why some of those social emotional learning lessons when they're young, just like mm. a feelings wheel and learning all those words yeah. can be can be helpful. Um and I also think that regardless of age, we probably all have those moments, you know, where we're feeling really agitated or sad. And if someone asked us to describe that feeling, we might not have the words and we might not have the why. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's, that's an okay thing. So I, I do find that sometimes they struggle to come up with that feeling. Sometimes we listen to music and try and from the lyrics, figure out what the artist was feeling because sometimes that helps us to expand our vocabulary and listen for emotion. And so I know with, with the I feel statement, we're trying to say what we feel, but sometimes it's helpful to hear it and see it in others to be able to relate it to our own experience.
1: Yeah. Well, one of my other areas for, one of my favorite areas for teaching is uh Communication is like one of the top things, you know, effective communication, but then that self-management about how do we live our life and to regulate, not even regulate, but note how we're feeling to cope healthier with those feelings. That's why I like teaching the I feel statement. So how can people learn to connect with their
2: bodies, take a breath and be like, yeah, I am angry, or maybe I'm just tired just that acknowledging that emotion is important. Sometimes just like you're saying, uh, recognizing you're having it can be helpful and then deciding how I'm gonna respond to that emotion. Yes, yes. So going back to an I feel
1: statement, when we teach this to younger children and I've taught elementary school, I would have them imagine a situation or read them a story or have them read a story and say, if that was you, how would you feel? So they can be, I would feel. And then there's a variety of feelings that exist. And like Jen had said, with social and emotional learning to go over the variety of feelings. So that's the first part for an I feel statement. Another part to the I feel statement is the when statement. And that is when, okay, I feel angry when... Jen, you, oh, and I went right to a you. Isn't that funny? And that sometimes happens. That's why even as an adult, we have to practice this. But I feel angry when the meeting started late because we were supposed to start at four. So I actually just added the when and because. So when we have an I feel statement, he goes, I feel blank, the feeling word, when, blank the situation, and then because, blank, why I feel whatever the feeling is. And I'll make sure in today's description I actually have it filled out, like an example of what an I feel statement would be, a blank one and a full one. But am I making sense, Jen, when I'm saying I feel blank when blank because blank?
2: Yeah, I think it makes I think it makes lots of sense, and I think it's fantastic when young people and adults alike can express that. Unfortunately, we see lots of examples of adults really struggling to do such things. Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's helpful for one of the things I love about teaching skills is I get skill practice every day too because yes. we can all work on it. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. I also um, find that it's helpful to let people know that sometimes getting to the place where you can express it might take actions before that. So I I teach students about acknowledging their feelings. And if I have such a big emotion that I'm going to turn to a you statement, right? I'm going to say something I regret or something that's mean or that's not true. It just flies out of my mouth. Yeah. That I might first need some strategies to just let that emotion simmer for a minute before I actually react and express. Because I think a lot of times even as adults when we're When we model poor communication skills, it's usually because we put no space in between the emotion and then the expression. And I think a lot of times in high emotion situations, we need to do that. So if I'm very angry, I'm going to struggle to say, I feel angry when this happens because blank, because I'm just not emotionally regulated enough to come up with a rational statement like that. So I think the, um, the preset to the I feel statement is, I I need to acknowledge that I have this emotion and care for myself before I try to tell someone about it. So I use it model ACT: Acknowledge, Care, Tell for a whole bunch of things in my classroom. And if I'm if I'm really angry, chances are I'm not going to communicate well. So I need Mm -hmm. to do something to whether it's walking away from the situation and saying, you could say I feel angry and I need a minute before I can talk about this, so that you can actually put together what Lori's talking about successfully. Because I think sometimes when we are really experiencing high emotion, we're incapable of putting that statement out into the world.
1: And then I'm gonna have to do the flip side with that because you make me think that when we're talking with someone with these I statements, sometimes they don't even know how to take them because they're used to more confrontation. And I've heard some people in my own personal life go, I don't get what you're saying, or (laughs) you're trying to manipulate me. And I'm like, no, I'm expressing my feelings. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. I also encourage people to avoid an apology for how someone else is feeling because it Mm -hmm. also rings untrue, you know? So if you're saying, you know, I feel angry when the meeting starts late because it's supposed to start at four. If I respond to that with, I'm sorry you feel that way, (laughs) I'm not really apologizing, right? (laughs) I'm kind of wordsmithing my way out of taking any responsibility for that action. So I, I think you're right. Helping people also respond to those things. And I use that same model, that ACT model on the flip side. So if someone's telling me something they're really emotional about, I need to first acknowledge how they're feeling. Lori, I know you're really upset that the meeting started late, right? So that's my empathy. That's me acknowledging it. And now I have to sh- express care in some way. Like, what am I going to do about this situation to make it to make it better? Um, so I think you're right, being able to express the feeling. But then also, uh, we're notoriously bad at dealing with people when they don't feel well, because we want to make them feel better. And so we say things like, oh, don't worry, or don't be upset, or it's all going to be okay, or I'm sure it will get better. Mm-hmm. And we could respond better to emotions by acknowledging that people are actually having them. Yep,
1: because when stuff happens, real like traumatic stuff or sad things, sometimes it stinks. Yeah. And to acknowledge that, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, you know? So, okay, we're coming to the end of our time, but before we go, I want to talk about that last part of the I feel statement. So, the first part was I feel, second part was when, third part was because. The last part is expressing an, a need or a want. So saying, I want this or I need this. So going back to the statement about, I feel upset when the meeting started late because we were supposed to start on time and we have limited time. I need us to be aware or, or to plan better in
2: the future. How does that sound for a, a need? yeah i think the great thing about expressing the need is that then the person who's on the receiving end has a tangible solution right so it the person who's receiving can then decide yeah that's something i can give or i can work on or that's i don't really have that to offer and i think um being assertive means you can do both things right so at the end of your feeling statement you can say what you want or you need and then this person who's responding, it can respond honestly and respectfully to that need. Yeah. And going
1: back to your act, your acknowledge, care, and tell, I some people might not know what they need right away. So they really might need to pause and go, wait a minute. So I want to express this, but what is it that I really need or want in this situation?
2: Yeah, for sure. Which is why having that that pause you know being able to press the pause button which is what i think of self management like i think of self management of being able to pause and yeah and then renegotiate whatever situation i'm in and i think you're right that that gives us the opportunity to figure out what do i what do i really need what's the best solution to this for me
1: well i feel happy when we have this discourse this conversation because it's so great to talk about healthy communication skills with a peer out there in the field. So thank you, Jen. Thank you, Lori. I feel great too. <laughs> and I need you to remind the audience of how they can get in touch with you
2: if they want more information. Absolutely. So you can check out my website at gethealthatschool.com, or you can use that handle to get to me, Get Health at School um, on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. And you can also get me at jenmead at school.com as well.
1: Thank you again for being here, Jen. And to our listeners, thank you so much for listening in. Again, I'll have a description of what an I feel statement is, or at least a statement of what one is. I'll leave a blank one and then a complete one. I'll also include... Jen's information in this episode's description, as well as mine. If you want to get in touch with me, I'm at pubertyprof.com or pubertyprof at gmail.com. So please get in touch with me with any questions or comments or recommendations. So thank you for listening in and I hope you have a happy and healthy day.